Welcome to the Monday Night Scores, a wrestling podcast covering the epic battle for rating supremacy between WWF Raw and WCW Monday Nitro. We relive the war skirmish by skirmish to decide which show we think should have won the fight for viewing figures that week. We then reveal which show actually did take the gold in the Nielsen ratings using our golden envelope. Last time out, Raw was trounced by Nitro as Eric Bischoff went over 3.4 to 2.5 in the viewer ratings battle, leaving things all square on the Monday night scoreboard at 8 apiece. The victory was all the more surprising as it was the go-home Raw leading into the Royal Rumble, one of the biggest pay-per-views in the WWF calendar. All of which is a segue into a confession. Our regular listener will know that we promised you all that this episode would be a Royal Rumble special. But, well, we watched it and it was, well, it was mostly absolute garbage and not even comedy garbage, just underwhelming, boring garbage. So what we're going to do is pivot to cover the rumble, to give you the gist, give out our builders and our killers, and then get back to the Monday Night War, making this a bumper three shows for the price of one mega episode. That'll appease the listener, won't he be happy with that? <laughs> I'll make up for it. Exactly, it's fine now. But before we get into it, we'd best start by introducing ourselves. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Steve, and I am, as always, joined by a man who once did donuts in a hire car for 27 minutes just to make sure he returned it with the fuel level exactly as it was when he picked it up after he accidentally <laughs> overfilled it. So what an only need pick a gym. All right, Jim? All right, all right. Very good, very good. How was, how was this week? Rumble, Raw, Nitro, watching experience extravaganza? It was, it was um, well, the Rumble part of it, it was, as you've already touched upon, it was, it was tough work. Have I told you about my, um, I tried my under gardening, <laughs> no <laughs> no no I've tried I've tried I've got a nice fair size garden and uh, here we go I thought to myself you know I can do it I can maybe grow some stuff here. I've never grown out before so I thought you know I'll give it a go how hard can it be um, so I've, I've, I've dug out like, I've got this like kind of raised bed type arrangement so I've, I've dug that out Very I need some new soil to go in obviously so I've been filling it up but it's soil's quite an expensive commodity so I've gone to the garden centre a couple of bags of uh a couple of bags of topsoil. Yeah. And then really? I, t- I told, I, I did, I remember messaging Steve a few weeks ago because this is when I did this. And I've, uh, oh, I see this I've acquired, bit. Oh, yeah, I've heard this bit. I've acquired uh, a couple of bags of, what was it? Fi- Bullrush. Professional Professional grade. farmyard manure. <laughs> a couple of bags of that. <laughs> <laughs> Straight the hog farmer. <laughs> was, it was. 50 litres per bag. You've so seen him coming a mile off. <laughs> it was a fair old amount. And then, so I've done that, and I've, I've put it in, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to get in a bit of bother here because I think I, I'm worried about the smell and all that when the sun's beating down on this Understandably. ginormous bed of 100 litres of bulrush manure. But um, so there's, there's alarm grade. bells ringing, professional grade, no less. And there's alarm bells ringing there, but, you know, I've got it all in, I've got all the manure in, and it's, it's not going too badly, to be fair. There's, it's, not, it's not too too pungent. So I've bought some carrot seeds while I'm there, and I think I'll start easy. I put a few carrot seeds in there. I've got my bulrush manure laid out. It's all set, ready to go. Put my carrots in, my seeds, little tiny carrot seeds. Pushed them in, spaced them out. Set up two nice little rows. Perfect. It's gonna be, it's gonna be nice. This gonna have some nice carrot seed in about three months. It's gonna be worth it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm well happy with myself. And then, then I've, I've, I've gone to bed, haven't I? Gone to bed. The next morning, I've I've come come down the stairs on the little patio. There it is. 
And I've just seen this this massacre, this absolute <laughs> this massacre. This this, this bull rush professional farm yard video everywhere, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> it's all over the place. <laughs> What's going on? What the fuck's happening? We bull rush fucking hundred liters farm yard when you were professional. And so it turns out Middle of the night, some creatures got in there. I'm guessing there was cat or something, maybe even a fox attracted by the, the scent of the, of the animal feces. <laughs> all the animal feces. Smell it for miles. <laughs> <laughs> We've had all the foxes in the neck. <laughs> foxes have been circling Jim's house. Been <laughs> <laughs> telling the mates about it. Oh, Jim's growing some carrots. <laughs> It's not safe to go out. I don't know if there's going to be bears on the way over from, uh, <laughs> from the States or what, but um, yeah, dug it all up and we carrots and being massacred. So three months later, planning down the line of uh, crossing carrots Wait. off my, uh, my weekly shop. It's gone. <laughs> the carrots were massacred. Oh, no. What? A... It's been a hard week. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can imagine. Uh, are you, have you got plans to... To try and get back on the wagon, as it were, or are you going for a different a different vegetable or no manure? <laughs> I don't know. If, I think it feels a bit too advanced going out with a new vegetable. Maybe I'll, I'll have to go and get another 50 litres of bulrush. <laughs> well, obviously, of course. You can start there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get another 50 litres of bulrush and then I'll rethink back to the uh, the drawing board. But well, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, we can, I cannot wait to find out on the next episode how it's gone. I was gutted. <laughs> and yeah. And I'm also joined by a man who's been locked away all week negotiating the sale of Richarlison, insisting Los Caramelos won't take a peseta less than Cinquenta Milona's de Libras for him. It's the one and only Los Liam. All right, Liam. All right, fellas. Any any gardening mishaps for you this week? Sadly, sadly not. Not to live up to the standard of, of storytelling that was then, so... <laughs> Fantastic. I, I think I'll keep the carrot seeds locked up in the shed. There's no, <laughs> no point risking it. <laughs> Oh, the end of disappointment. <laughs> I'll see how Jim gets on with his first, and then I'll uh, I'll dip I'll dip my toes into uh, very wise in, into the bullyard farm, whatever it's called, for myself. <laughs> well, we best get into it then. All right, Jim, cool your engines. I'll get you placed in history with some cultural reference points. Here we go. Let's set the scene. The date is the 22nd of January 1996. This week, in music, Tori Amos released Boys for Pele. Didn't know she was a fan of Brazilian youth football. The Bouncing Souls released Maniacal Laughter in what was quite clearly a Ted DiBiase tribute. And Mob Deep released Give Up the Goods, an instruction presumably aimed at Diesel after he left with him a couple of rows ago. In the UK, Spaceman by Babylon Zoo was number one in the chart. And in the US... Uh, it was One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. In film, the US box office was headed up by Leaving Las Vegas, starring Nicolas Cage, which led to Cage getting an Oscar and a Golden Globe for Best Actor. And in sport, New Zealand cricketer Chris Cairns scored 120 off just 96 balls in a test match against Zimbabwe, clocking up nine sixes and, as a big bossman reference, ten fours. The Ottawa Senators set an NHL record by recording a 16th consecutive home game without a win as they lost 4-2 to Detroit. Must have been tough being a Senators fan. And in a shameless and cynical ploy to make us all feel old, Chelsea footballer Ruben Loftus-Cheek was born. 
Right, wow. now we know what tunes we were singing along to on the way to school, what we were watching on dodgy VHSs that your dad got from a mate at the pub, and which sporting achievements we were replaying on our driveways, let's see how Vince and Eric tried to compete with that lot. There'll be shameless, seemingly endless Hulk Hogan thunder steals, ear-splitting Henry O. Godwin entrance-themed pig squeals, but no bastion buggers eating disgusting meals. Let's get cracking! And we kick off with the WWF Royal Rumble Rundown. We're live from the Cellend Arena in Fresno, California. We start, where else, with Sunny in the bath again. She's here to tell us that tonight contains material of a graphic nature. Too late for that warning, Sunny love. And that viewer indiscretion, oh, she means viewer discretion, is advised. <laughs> Vince's voice is set to full gravel as he greets us. He's joined by Mr. Perfect. Good stuff. He's always very good value for money on comms. But we get underway with Ahmed Johnson, who's taken on Double J Jeff Jarrett to settle the feud that he's been fairly underwhelmingly building on Raw, despite Jarrett's best efforts for the last few weeks. In what was a pretty dire match, Johnson picks up the win as Jarrett is DQ'd after flying from the top rope with his acoustic guitar in hand and smashing it over the head of Johnson, double axe handle style. Madness. Just just do that at the start and save us all the bother. But anyway, Johnson recovers fairly quickly and then legs it after Jarrett down the ramp where the camera shows us Double J having stopped once gotten behind the curtain and then Johnson slowing before he gets there so he doesn't catch him. Jesus. Looks like this feud's not over after all. What do we uh, What do we think of Double J's uh, ring attire? By the way, superb, superb with the with the LEDs. So I thought, oh yeah, I thought that the, the lights were were like a naughty effort, and then once he <laughs> unzipped that, and whatever was underneath that was like zebra patterned, <laughs> like chess piece, which you could just see different parts of his skin. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I could. I, I couldn't. It was straight from like HBK's wardrobe. <laughs> it was. He's been in the dungeon with yeah. HBK. <laughs> You're wearing that tonight, Sean. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, though, that the uh, the acoustic guitar shot to uh, Johnson's head was uh, lethal. I thought you oh, took that pretty well. Brutal. Yeah, it really was. I and mean, that was that was all the match was really. Wasn't it? it was and faffing around for a bit, a little while, building up to that, and then that happened, and then they badly yeah, legged the, it down the ramp. There was no case of uh, Jarrett holding back. There was there a oh. toll. Oh no, he's absolutely absolutely leathered. Walloped him. Yeah. You're so right. Well, after that fairly turgid affair, we pick up the excitement as we head to the back, where one of the WWF's biggest stars is interviewing Diesel. Yes, Todd Pettingill asks Diesel where his head's at. (laughs) A superb question. And Big Daddy Cool says he's like a ninth grader whose parents are leaving him home alone for the first time. He doesn't know what's going to happen next, just that he's going to have the time of his life. Probably going to head straight for the VHS home recording tape with Sonny in the bath scrawled on the side, if you ask me. Young good, job, good job Sonny gave that one at the beginning with, with that line, wasn't he? <laughs> exactly correct. Uh, young, young, young Diesel could have simply waited, though, as up next, we've got Sonny being followed by a pervy cameraman at ringside for ten minutes while the body donners and the smoking guns have a wrestling match in the background. The guns successfully defend their tag team belt as the Bonnie donners set Bart up for a double suplex only for Billy to spear zip mid-move, allowing Bart to roll up skip into a small package to get the three count. 
Speaking of packages, Vince then sends us to a video package that nobody wanted, but that Vince protests is very popular with the WWF fans. I'm not buying it. It's Billionaire Ted's Wrestling War Room compilation. It's exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> We've all seen it all before. Let's move on. We've then got Gold Dust, accompanied to the utter shock of the comms team by a woman. It's Marlene, later known as Terry, and whom Dustin would later marry. Though we only know her here as the director, as she manages and advises Goldust. The bizarre one is taken on Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental title. And, well, the match is fine. But to be honest, there's a bit of a disappointment given how good these two are, and we know they can be, and the build-up that we got, but it was pretty slow-paced and too full of distractions and breaks in the action and lots of faff for my money. And the match ends while the ref's distracted by Goldust manager... As the one, two, three, don't call me a kid, races through the crowd, jumps the barrier, and delivers a spinning heel kick to Razor from the top rope that misses, <laughs> leaving Mr. <laughs> Perfect on comms to have to cover it as we get an inexplicable close up replay of the Mr. Move saying, <laughs> as, as Perfect says, he caught him with his trailing leg. No, no, he didn't really catch him with his trailing leg there. I mean, good effort. Yeah, I should do it perfect, but bloody Nora. Anyway, this does for the bad guy, and Goldust gets the pin to win the title. Never end this feud, will it? Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. You could just put a you could put a wrestling program on now, and <laughs> uh, it would it wouldn't surprise me to see these two just just pop just up. going at it. <laughs> Correct. So basically, the Goldust has picked the title up just so Ramon and One Two Three Kid can like just go can get back for to a couple it. of weeks. You're dead right. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable indeed. Well said. Well, in an attempt to telegraph the Rumble result as much as possible, we're then given an HBK health update promo, much along the same lines as we've had before. Some superstars then give us some locker room promos talking up their own chances. we got Owen Hart, Jerry the King Lawler, and a superb one from Jake the Snake Roberts, among others. Anyway, on to the Rumble match itself. Now, Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Duke the Dumpster Drozzy had a match on the free-for-all pre-show, which Drozzy won by DQ after Helmsley whacked him with some brass knuckles, which the ref saw. And that meant that Triple H now gets the number one spot in the Rumble, whereas the Dumpster receives the coveted number 30 spot. Well, Hunter Hearst Helmsley gets us kicked off and goes for 48 sorry, minutes. Sorry, though, Steve. <laughs> Imagine being like sat in the uh, the booking room kind of thing, you know, and you're being told that your nickname is going to be the dumpster. <laughs> like, that's what you've got to. That's what you've got to run with when you make you this make work, your, mate. Get when this you make your wrestling debut, you're going to be the dumpster. So <laughs> <laughs> you know that very moment you, your dreams of headlining WrestleMania have gone, haven't they? Yeah. In a heartbeat, all those wrestling <laughs> ambitions just squashed. Yeah, well, I'm not going to be the champ. You've been calling his mum. You've been going, I'm going to see Vince. I'm going to see Vince. Uh, I've made it. I've absolutely made it. Oh, no, I've not. I'm a dumpster. <laughs> Congratulations, you are the shit eater. We've not really seen him, have we, on the uh, no. on the walls? But, <laughs> understandably he, so. Well, yeah, yeah understandably. <laughs> I think he featured Probably in the. Um, again, even. Yeah, I think he featured in the Battle Royal, didn't he, a couple of weeks ago? He did. You're right. You're yeah, right. So I mean, the kicker always... is they made him made him a face. <laughs> like, people <laughs> are supposed to like him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? At least if he's a heel. You know? <laughs> just, oh, yeah, amazing. garbage man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's you lose match by getting punched in the face. 
Oh, <laughs> Nothing of his own doing. No, just punching no. the face of <laughs> Triple H couldn't be bothered fighting him anymore, so he hits him. Some brass knucks to end it quick. Oh, dear. <laughs> what it does mean, though, is that we get Triple H starting us off, and we'd far rather have him in for the duration than the dumpster. So... Triple H goes for 48 minutes and one second until he's eliminated later on by Diesel in a Herculean effort, especially having wrestled on the pre-show as well. And he was, for my money in any case, one of the best things on this debacle. Sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve though. Like, I mean, it, it, it was a great effort from uh, Triple H, but he didn't eliminate anyone during that 48 minutes. Uh, did he not? Not a single person? Not one single wow. person. Wow. Oh, I, I think he got one. I, I looked did it he? up. Did he? Who did yeah. he get? Oh, it was in 48 minutes. According to Wikipedia, unless Wikipedia's wrong, uh, which it might be, of course. Okay, well, it wasn't many, was it? I, no, uh, not, not enough. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just about being in there for 48 minutes at least. I must have missed that, but that... Wow, I didn't know it was that long. King Mabel makes his last WWF appearance until 1998 in the Rumble, entering at number six and being eliminated by Yokozuna as the third man out. This town clearly wasn't big enough for the both of them, and who can blame the town? They are both enormous. It really was a slow start to the match, with the likes of Bob Backlund, Dory Funk Jr., and even, unfortunately, I've got to say, Jake the Snake, sorry, Jake, being key players early on in proceedings, making a bit of a mockery of the whole with the new generation marketing strapline the WWF's been using recently in their ads. Dory Funk yeah, Jr. I, I yeah. mean, what's this? He executed a lovely suplex, but, I mean... <laughs> He's like a wrestling legend, not like anybody. Yeah, of course he is. Clearly, very old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you're kind of plugging yourself as the correct, bring him in later on with the young youngsters and all that. But not to not to not to, to carry the rumble for ten minutes. No, no, it was, it was absurd. <laughs> it was it was ridiculous. Absurd. Um, this one you might like, unless if you haven't, uh, if you didn't know it already. So, um, ringmaster, ringmaster enters at number twenty-four and was supposed to make it to the final four. Now, we miss his elimination uh, on the TV broadcast at the hands of Fatu, and it turns out that the slippery ropes caused by all the baby oil of the lads like Fatu had on meant that he lost his grip during a spot with the future Rikishi as he was meant to go over the top and then roll back in under the bottom rope, but instead slipped and fell straight out on the floor, landing on his arse. He then had to signal wow. to HBK... <laughs> I'm out, mate. You've got to wing it from here. And in fairness to HBK, he had to then figure it out on his own, which he did do and, and got us to the end. So stolen of some extra ringmaster in action time, and he was he was certainly one of the more entertaining ones in the Rumble at the time he left. And But that explains why we didn't really see him and it wasn't really made a big thing. But in he came at number 24 and was <laughs> was accidentally eliminated. I mean, what Fatu must have been thinking at the time? Oh, shit. I'm going to get it now. <laughs> New golden boy, and I've just hoyed him out. <laughs> I'll do anything, Vince. I'll wear a thong and shut my arse in people's faces. Just, just keep me job. <laughs> anyway. He runs him over, doesn't he, in a few years. <laughs> does indeed. Got him for him. Fair enough, indeed. Um, but anyway, as I say, figure it out they did as HBK, who entered at number 14, went on to eliminate his great big mate, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, picking up his second Rumble win in as many years to almost no one's surprise. At the end at the end of the Rumble, yeah, we, we've obviously got Sean, haven't we, celebrating in the ring. Oh, yeah. Um, and, 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 and Diesel, isn't he? He's on his way back up the gangway and uh, he attacks uh, Bulldog, I think it was. Uh, which I thought was okay. You know, he's going down this heel, this heel kind of pathway. That's yeah, yeah. like 
you know, fair enough, that's what you'd do. Um, then he turns around and he spots HBK in the ring, and I'm thinking, oh, he's going to lay a marker down here, you know, he's going to go down the right the right track with his heel kind of turn. Yeah. And I mean, as he's going into the ring, I don't know what on earth Michaels is doing, because um, even even Mr. Perfect on comms says, to, 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 he's like, what is Michaels doing there? And it's a tremendous question, isn't it? Because I think he's <laughs> celebrating this win by teasing to take his pants off. So <laughs> it's kind of going back to the point <laughs> Jim said last week with who are the demographic? You've got loads of kids in the in the stadium who are like made up Michaels has, has come back from this, yeah. this head concussion injury. But the last thing they want to see is him getting his ass out in front of everyone. Like what is what is going on? Yeah, and then completely to, to make matters worse. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, Diesel, like, he's going to jackknife him here. Like, what, what a statement that's going to be. And then he just puts his hand up in the air and high-fives him. And then, that's <laughs> it. Shit. It's fucking shit. What's going that's on? What what's what's going on? fucking criminal. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. You're I was so gonna right. give some. I was going to give some credit to Diesel for once. And then, and then he, you know, he, pr- he proved me right for everything. That I've slagged off about him over the last couple of months, so... Unbelievable! Unbelievable! It really was. Yeah. What, 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 what is that as a, as a as a a means of celebration on the oh, on, on the public stage? <laughs> no idea. Unbelievable! And then when he when he high five Diesel, all the kids were loving it again. So <laughs> I can imagine they were like, but loving it. I can imagine they were like pulling on the dad's coats or something when the, the pants were just about to come down. Uh, the main event at WrestleMania is ruined because. Uh... <laughs> One of the participants is fucking in jail for showing his dick to some kids. Oh, I couldn't believe it. He's got five years for exposing himself to, to minors. And like Vince was just trying to like downplay it, but I just looked. Like, Mister Perfect oh. was just like firing shots at, yeah. at Michaels, and I was just all over that. Yeah, it was absurd. He was good on comms. Like Vince said, some, like said something calm and like, "Oh, he's he's he's, cel- he's celebrating. Oh, he's enjoying his celebrations." And <laughs> come on, Vince, just, yeah. it's the last thing he's doing there, isn't he? <laughs> I won the rumble. I'm sure these nine-year-olds me dick. <laughs> Better take the pants off. <laughs> what else can I do? Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. So Sonny at the start of the programme, and then you had Michaels at the end. <laughs> Bookending it, as it were. Yeah. Bookending it with some uh, some dodgy, dodgy viewing. Oh, dodgy indeed. We then head to what I thought was the match of the night. Not a particularly high bar, but there you go. As Bret Hart defends his title against The Undertaker. A gripping back and forth match that culminates in a sequence where Taker plants Hart with a huge tombstone pile driver, only for Diesel, who'd been in a bizarre mini brawl with Taker as the dead man made his way to the ring and Diesel headed back to the back after the Rumble match, to drag Earl Hebner out of the ring mid-count, DQing Brett, but meaning that he retains his title as the belt doesn't change hands for a DQ or a count-out, as we all know. Diesel then flips off Taker before heading to the back as Taker stalks off after him before Brett's music hits and we end the show. Did you uh, did you catch Diesel, uh, like you said, at the, at the beginning of the match when he was trying to interfere with Taker? So they had the like mini brawl, didn't they? And then yeah. he, he looked at Taker and said that he wasn't afraid of the dark. Which <laughs> he did. He just... Don't think I'm gonna say nice one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're a fully got... grown man, I wouldn't expect you to be. <laughs> and I've got five thousand uh, stage not lights on me at the, the moment, mate. Cause you're not. <laughs> it's, wasn't, it's a not dark it wasn't a great night for Diesel. No, it wasn't, was it? It really fucking rubbish. <laughs>
Right, well, what did we make of all that garbage? Let's find out with our ratings builders and ratings killers. Jim, kick us off. What was your Rumble ratings builder? Hard to choose. I'm going with uh, Goldust winning the belt. Nice. Very good. Liam, what was your pick? Royal Rumble builder for me uh, was the, the continued push for Goldust. So winning this belt, he's been with the, the big boys for a, a couple of weeks now. Uh, his promos are undoubtedly the best. And with this gimmick, which which can be, I'm guessing, quite challenging at this time. Yeah. Uh, back in 96, you know, even during this match, you could see some fans giving him some verbal abuse. Proper abuse. Uh, yeah. he, he's definitely, uh, you know, the best thing in terms of, of selling a character on the, on the show at the moment. Spot on. My build is similar in the, the continuing push for, for Helmsley. So... Triple H in the Rumble going nearly 50 minutes, all right. Didn't eliminate many people, but bloody hell, he was one of the very best things about it in terms of making it even slightly watchable with not a lot to go off and not a lot of people. I mean, he'd be having a faff around with Bob Backlund for 10 minutes. He deserves a medal just for that, but that was about it. But anyway, he did it about as entertainingly, as grippingly as he possibly could given the circumstances. So top stuff, Triple H. Over to the killers. Liam, what was your Rumble ratings killer? Um... Uh, there's there's a couple I could have, I could have chosen from, um, but I'm going with Shawn Michaels' celebration at the end of the Royal Rumble win um, to decide to take your pants off in front of you know thousands of children in a in a stadium is is absolutely scandalous. So uh, it's wrong, and yeah, it? it's just wrong. Yeah. I just don't know what he was he was thinking of doing there. You know, up in court, indecent exposure. Um, so yeah, that was easy, easy to kill. Completely fair, Jim. What was the worst bit of the rumble for you? I have um I've just gone for the the rumble match itself and just the, the interminable fucking length. It was just going on and on. Um just to touch on what I said earlier when so when Liam mentioned about Helmsley being in for forty eight minutes and not eliminating anyone, um I only I thought it was no one too, so I had to go and look up like how many actually did and I found out it was one according to Wikipedia it's one one elimination 48 minutes and a few others that I found Bob Holly was in for almost 40 minutes he had zero eliminations Lawler Lawler did 36 minutes for zero eliminations uh, the Irish pig farmer Henry O'Godwin 16 minutes zero eliminations Jeez. The kid, 16 minutes, zero eliminations oh, Backland and Mabel 12 minutes, zero eliminations I just it could have been a lot well, shorter, couldn't it? I, on it? Definitely, definitely. I mean, King yeah. was under the ring for a for good a portion day. of it. <laughs> King was pissing about, wasn't he? Oh, he wasn't yeah. taking it seriously. I usually love watching the uh, the, the actual Rumble match, but this, yeah. this was a tough watch, this one. It was, wasn't it? Really. It wouldn't really be fun. one I go back and watch again. No. Well, it no. leads neatly onto my killer, which is, is just how boring this whole thing was. I was genuinely looking really... I was, I was really looking forward to this. I've been we've been building up the rumble for ages we've had our season one breather before we came back to season two and I thought fantastic we can finally get to watch the rumble that we've the culmination of all these storylines and it was dross I was I was gutted so it was just a killer just how boring it was fair, fair enough well in the interest of keeping up the gimmick the rumble got 260,000 pay-per-view buys they are the, the, the scores on the Monday night doors for the Rumble buys. And that was up 35,000 from the year before, but way down on what the then record of 440,000 in 1991 was. Interestingly, that year, that was 40k more than WrestleMania got. Wow. The Rumble was the golden goose, certainly in 1991. And then we're now 
dropping down. Although a, 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 a spike back up for this uh, for this turgid affair. So one one would expect the ninety seven to tail away unless they can save us with some decent feuds. And now back to the Monday Night Wars. Let's start by giving ourselves a breather from the world of the WWF and kick off the Monday Night Scores reviews for the 22nd of January 1996 with WCW as we get into the Nitro Notebook. This time, Bischoff and Co are coming to us live from Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, Nevada. We begin with Pepe Watch and the poor critters being dressed up with a faux tux, including a bow tie and top hat, looking like some kind of freak show slash impersonator. And honestly, he looks like he wants one man gag to just come and sit on him now and put him out of his misery. <laughs> the lads are interrupted though as Conan returns to WCW and makes his Nitro debut. He's got the almost comically small, but probably cool looking, Mexican heavyweight title belt, which I believe has been made up for this segment. In which case, making it tiny is a real dick move. (laughs) (laughs) He's here to call out the new to WCW psychosis, who he's going to take on at the upcoming Clash of the Champions. To kick off the in-ring action, we've got a bloody heavyweight title bout as Macho Man Randy Savage, accompanied to the ring by a harem of women, including the inventively named woman, is here to take (laughs) on Flair for the gold. But no sooner than he's made his way to the stage for a quick promo with Mean Gene, out comes Hulk Hogan right behind him to steal his thunder. Hogan demands a title shot off his best friend after completely disingenuously wishing him good luck. Macho is non-committal. Although I thought what was quite good is Macho, you can't tell what he's saying in his promos. So I think Hulk probably left going, I think I've got that in the bag, but Macho hadn't actually committed to anything, which is quite clever of Macho. <laughs> Not intentional, but good. We got a revisit to the best friend line as well, didn't we? Oh, it's back. It's Loved back. It. <laughs> thought we were past that. I thought we were back. well past that, but no. He's best friends and everyone, isn't he? Your friend, your friends <laughs> are Hogan, you're, you're his best friend. Oh, yeah. You're not just mates. <laughs> you're best mates. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, Macho manages to get the win in an entertaining contest as, while the ref's distracted by Jimmy Hart, the battery Arn Anderson arrives on the apron to blast Savage with some brass knucks as he's being held back by Flair, only for Macho to duck, causing Arn to KO the Nature Boy and letting Macho get the win and the belt. This was another farce, though, as the ref turned around far too soon and saw the whole thing, but just ignored it and counted the pin. (laughs) Well, he called the bell. He got the bell. They rang the bell. Did he? I missed that. Yeah, clearly, clearly anyway. DQ. They rang yeah, the bell. Yeah. He called. He put the hands up. He put yeah, the hands. Yeah. He called the, the bell. The, the bell went off early. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. It did. And then he just pinned. He counted the pin anyway. Having <sighs> just ended the match, I've ended the match, and I'll count the pin. Jeez. What the fuck? 
Awful. Even worse. Even worse than I have. I have remembered it. Then, oh, dearie me. What a mess. Shocking. Anyway, the inevitable then mess. happens, and Hogan returns to fend off Arn, who was going anyway, and to well and truly make off with what was left of Macho's thunder in what was less of a steal and more of a Hatton Garden thunder heist. A promo follows <laughs> as the two are joined by Mean Gene, and Macho initially calls out Hulk for stealing all his thunder. Well done, Macho. Fucking finally. Oh, I love that line. I love the line when he uh, stopped. Don't embarrass yourself like that, he said to me. <laughs> That's boring. He's a great line, Macho. <laughs> anyway, Macho this time does go on to agree that Hulk can have a shot, but only when he's worked his way to the number one contender spot, making this whole debacle utterly pointless and making Hogan out to be even more of a heel in waiting as he tried to jump to the head of the queue rather than wait via nepotism instead of earning his shot, which is what Macho said, yeah, of course you can, when you've earned your shot anyway, get back in your box, you dickhead. <laughs> anyway, Hulk agrees, of course he does, he doesn't have a fucking leg to stand on, and he says he'll start by beating one-man gang tonight. That, by the way, will be tonight's main event, rather than this, the world heavyweight title match that we've just watched. Jeez. The squashing of the one-man gang is a superseded <laughs> the heavyweight title change. Top billing. <laughs> it's scandalous. It's absolutely it scandalous. Really is. It really is. Classic Hogan. And, the, and the, that doesn't even make him number one contender. Even if he wins this, that's not even it. That's just one step in the right direction. Jeez. Yeah, it is. Awful. Did anybody catch where this event was taking place, by the way? I don't think these two, when they were saying when they were going to have their title match, I don't think they mentioned it enough. Was it Caesar's Palace? Caesar's Palace. <laughs> Caesar's Palace. Here is Caesar's Palace. They must have said it 25 times just in this segment, not in the whole show in general. Just these two are yeah, back and forth. Unbelievable. So explain to me. So is this is this so Clash of Champions is tomorrow night, right? So we're on Monday. Yes. Clash, Clash of the Champions, sorry, is tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. So is that when they're going to have the title fight? Is tomorrow night? Because they've got the match the against. Car. No, no, I don't They've think got the so. match against no, the dungeon. So have they got another date booked in at Caesar's Palace in uh, some oh, date? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think it like. I don't think they did another nitro for. A, if they did, it wasn't for a while. At, at Caesar's Palace. Palace. Yeah, no, that's right, isn't it? Because what's going on? The, in the, on the Clash, they have the tag match drawn there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, him and Savage against Flair. And yeah, I mean there was there was far more champions on this episode of Nitro than there was going to be on the actual <laughs> Clash of Champions night. So correct. They must have got. They must have got confused though with the booking. <laughs> but I got, when was this? When was this supposed title match that they're talking about? Unless it was the the Saturday. And if Hogan beats, no, I just, think, I, I just they just I just think like they're speaking hypothetically and like trying to oh, we'll get the crowd like love yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. That's exactly they're just name dropping Caesar's Palace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be good? Fuck yeah. it. Oh yeah, that's literally all I, I took from it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pathetic. I think it's oh, two idiots dear. have gone off pace, haven't it? They've, they've yeah, had oh, yeah. carte blanche, yeah. and then they've, 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 they've and this is what's happened as a result. Yeah, God. If we say Caesar's Palace over and over, we get a cheer every time. Just keep saying Caesar's Palace. I couldn't handle Hogan. Hogan being a cheerleader here. That, oh, that was, was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. It was, wasn't it? It was incessant. It was, it was intolerable. Intolerable. Next up, we've got Fry and Brian taking on the man of a thousand holds and owner of the world's worst theme music this side of Isaac Yankum, Dean Malenko. Another crack of this as the two artfully put on a bit of a clinic, culminating in Brian stealing one as he pins Malenko whilst old Dino's leg is caught up in the ropes and the ref somehow manages not to see it. The win breaks the losing streak Pillman's been on and that had him in hot water with the battery. So he's back up and running, getting hot again. Terrible night for refs. Oh, it's getting worse. Getting worse. Two fuck-ups in two matches. I thought this was uh, good from Pillman. He's, Brilliant. I, I, didn't, I didn't really warm to him at first, but over the past couple of weeks, I like the uh, the, the shit house he's becoming. Yeah, um, I'm exactly the same. 
Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm warming. I'm warming too. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's the most interesting thing on the show by far. Yeah, oh, yeah, by, oh yeah, by far. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. We've got some tag action up next as Harlem Heat defend their belts, all the gold on the line again, against unlikely friends Sting and Lex Luger. Sting's off. Sorry, just all these titles, all these people with belts. <laughs> Do they not know they've got the Clash of the Champions tomorrow? They'll get them all out the night before on the telly. <laughs> it's We've done Clash of the Champions, we've done it here. What are they no going to do tomorrow? No need to tune in tomorrow and pay for a pay-per-view. Not at all. It's all right. Getting far too excited, are they? The, correct. So, Stinger's awful theme music aside, we get another entertaining contest, which ends with a surprise victory for Lexton Sting. But it's steeped in shit <laughs> and controversy as a real... Face palming finish abounds. So Lex uses a loaded fist full of silver dollars that Bobby Heenan's a little too quick to identify, which had been handed to him by Jimmy Art on the apron, who quickly fled the scene shortly after. An uber baby faced thing was oblivious to this. However, thinking Lex won clean after finally getting the hot tag. The two celebrate their new titles, but Sting's not going to be happy when he watches the tape and learns skullduggery was involved. He's not Hogan, you know. There's there's a couple of things I did I didn't agree with here. God. Um, so so once Luger gets the uh, well we didn't know they were coins at first but we knew he had something in his hand. He sat he stands there with his hand behind his back you know like you would do like if you were five. <laughs> if you've taken he's something. Hapless. Yeah. He is awful. <laughs> it's just everything. Absolute village from the guy. He's just stood there with his arm behind <laughs> his back. <laughs> right. What was he doing then? And then when he does when he does lamp. Um, I think it's Booker T. Does he, yeah. he hits with? He, instead of just like chucking them out the ring, he just drops them all over it. <laughs> drops them all. Then, over it's all over the mat. Uh, and then when the replay goes back to it, Tim Patrick literally lying all over them. Like, he's like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. I couldn't believe Screaming it. The money. All he had to do was just keep his, his fist. <laughs> Clenched and then just chucked them out the ring, but he just drops <laughs> them on top of them. Oh, it's diabolical! It was absolutely Unreal funny. from Luger. He was awful. It was, and they fucked up the the hot tag, didn't they? Oh, so yeah. when Sting's going over there, he clearly tags in. Luger comes into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> he has to go back out. We've been waiting for about fully ten minutes for this hot tag. Oh my god. <laughs> Already tagged in, just goes back on the apron to get the contraband from Jimmy Hart, then he's back out the match again, waiting for another tag. It was just, it was fucking ludicrous. Oh, it was so bad. So, so bad. I thought Booker T was very good, though. Oh, incredible. You can see him. He's cut above. Head and shoulders. Saving grace. Absolute cut above. Yeah, it was a saving grace in this this match, honestly. Liam, I noticed, um, I know you pointed out a few weeks ago with um, Flair and his kind of Germany flag with the the red and the yellow and, and the black. But Sting was was doing some sort of Swedish thing, wasn't he today? Was oh yeah, Sting. Glue. He was. Yeah, I didn't know that. He wasn't. Flags of the world. Flags of the world. Sting it. WCW. <laughs> Keep my eyes pale through. They're gonna do next. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Finally, we're forced to endure one of the worst matches we've seen so far on the Monday Night Scores. I'd honestly rather watch the Yeti in action over this shite. So the unlosable force takes on the immobile objects as Hulk Hogan dispatches US heavyweight champion one-man gang in a non-title match. 
This contest goes exactly as you'd imagine, with the exception of the belt not being on the line for Hogan. Hogan pushes the slowly moving gang around the ring, connecting with the saddest big boot wrestling's ever seen, then motions to the crowd that he's going to repeat his Andre the Giant body slam spot, which he follows up with one with the which he follows up with the <laughs> unbelievable. That was a handstand. Got me. I was, impre- I was impressed once. <laughs> I thought, oh, he's going to press slam this big fella. And then obviously you realised how heavy he was and then that was <laughs> it. this weak body and slam. And the body slam was so fucking feeble. Oh, it? it was awful. It was awful. Like, I couldn't press, I couldn't body slam. Sorry, sorry, I'm just going to say this. I couldn't body slam the one-man gang. No. I couldn't do it. No, no, me neither. But if I did that, if I said, right, I'm going to body slam the one-man gang, <laughs> and it looked like that. God, I haven't done it yet. I, I'd, I'd, I'd walked off. I'd, I'd, I'd walked off. Sorry, no. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> Never mind if I'm claiming to be this fucking all conquering, the immortal Hulk Hogan, or that bullshit. <laughs> fucking body slam the one man gang properly. It was so rubbish. It's the equivalent of like Tony Hawk saying, I'm going to do the 900, ladies and gentlemen, and then just spinning around once and skating off. <laughs> it's like, that's not it's the like, 900. Like the Ollie. Not the 900, the Ollie. The, the fucking body slam. <laughs> if you all shake me down, I'm so strong, everything else. It's outrageous. Oh, if I'd have done that, I'd have been like, nah. That's it. I've really counted out. Give it to the one man guy. I'm off. I'm calling it. Well, Hogan follows this up with the world's worst finisher as he drops the leg and gets the win. The dungeon and the horseman then arrive so Hogan can batter some more people. And when the numbers start to get too great, Macho comes out to help Hulk. But not before the... Sorry, Steve, I'm going to have to jump in because I can't let that pass though. He didn't... He didn't batter anyone, did he? He was, he was, he was delivering some eye rakes, and that was it. <laughs> he does. And everyone was like, just, everyone, and they roll he was away. Clear, he, he was clearing the ring. You've got double A, you've got Benoit, he's like, know. you know, stellar names, and they're, they're having to just yeah. sell over an eye rake. You're dead right, yeah. The battery deserves better than this. He doesn't. He deserves better than to have to oh. sell an eye rake. Like I don't even know why Savage came down, because he was clearing, <laughs> no clearing, clearing up with the eye rakes. No point in coming down. <laughs> You're dead right. You stay in the right. back. But... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this all happens, but not before the obligatory Zabrodiak stops the giant getting involved, despite having Love only this. just been involved himself moments ago <laughs> for absolutely no Love reason this. spot. <laughs> You've just been in he there, Zabrodiak. The He's like, no! He was in the ring, get it. Take his irony. <laughs> Come on, Wouldn't person. The they, clearly, they clearly make an impact, and he won't let him get involved. <laughs> you can't try. I can, you can't. I just, I just have for five minutes. But I'm, no, <laughs> you put that much effort into battering Oak, he'd have wiped the floor with him. Zabrodiak would have saved the, the day. What is the fucking logic? It's a complete mess. It's awful. The ultimate pits. The pits. This. Right, we're gonna go batter Oak everyone. Come on, I'm going first. <laughs> Giant arrives, some heavy enforcements. No, not you! I'm we don't want to win! You stay out here, Giant. You can't reach your face. How, how will he eye rake you? Not you! <laughs> that's probably why, that's actually why you probably stayed out. That is why you stayed out the room. Unless, unless you're going to stand outside, Giant, and pop your head through the ropes. <laughs> He can't oh eye rake you. It's a Brodiac. Absolute fucking hypocrite. The and when when there's a Brodiac like doing his best to like stop this happening, the, the, the giant pipes up and says that he can smell blood. He can smell Hogan's blood. 
<laughs> so we're back into we're back into Jack and the Beanstalk, aren't we? Five four four. And you do hell of a nose on you, that giant, because you're about twenty foot away from him. Thanks to the Zabrodi. Yeah. Smell your blood. <laughs> oh, shocking. Anyway, it gets worse because oh, we sorry, then get another it? Macho Hogan promo hosted by Mean Gene, which ends with a plug for tomorrow night's Clash of the Champions, where the two best friends will be joined by <laughs> the secret weapons of, <laughs> of Miss Elizabeth and, <laughs> and lean, mean Kevin Green, who's an American footballer. Massive and Mean Gene sitting there. This right? honestly, this promo, I thought we were back at Venice Beach with that fella <laughs> who's been on the Persians because <laughs> what was going on here? They were just shouting at each other like, and then no, it didn't say it, it was the start. It was the same as the start. It's literally the same. But they did it again. See <laughs> Caesar's Palace twenty times. Kevin Green, Kevin Green, Caesar's Palace. Lean me, Tag Kevin match. Green. <laughs> but you've got Mean Gene Oakland there, right? Surely that's gimmick infringement for Mean Gene. Lean, mean Kevin Green. Kevin <laughs> thinking, but think another one for him. This was a shambles. It was awful. Is oh. he as well? Sorry to interject there because they mentioned him. Say they said Caesar's Palace 25 times. They mentioned Kevin Green <laughs> across the shore in general at least 10. They must so have paid some he... top dollar for him, and that's what it is. <laughs> Well, I've not heard of him. I'm not very. I'm not really up on my, my uh, you know, my American football. But is he on par? Yeah, Charles Barkley on the other day. And every, you know, he's a kind of everyone knows who he is. So is he on the same par as him? It's a good question. I don't know. Um, uh, Liam, I'll, I'll defer to your knowledge of yeah, American well, football. Which is great. It, than this mine, is but. this is a long time before I properly got into the NFL. But um, I mean, didn't he say he had a Super Bowl coming up? So he, uh, what's going on? Like, why, <laughs> why? Why is he knocking about in Caesar's Palace with this lot? <laughs> He's not going to be putting his body on the line. circus. He's <laughs> absolutely circus. Paris. Oh dear, an absolute shambles. And with that, we're back to the comms team as the lads send us out. Well, that was the shambles that was Monday Nitro, but what did we all make of it? Let's delve into our Nitro ratings builders. Obvious one, Dean Malenko and Brian Pillman. Cracking match, good shithousery finish. Love Malenko and Pillman's been one of the absolute highlights of the Nitro notebook so far. I, I thought they, they thought the match was, was pretty good, but again, I think I mentioned it before, I think Brian uh, Pillman's on a... A nice journey here since he's he's got he's gotten with the uh, the horseman. Um, yeah, he's great. He's he's his chaotic nature around the ring is is very entertaining, um, and he's pretty good in the ring as well. So great, yeah, totally agree, totally agree. Yeah, four hours from me as well. I've I've put Malenko flying Brian down as the uh, the only legitimate saving grace on what was what was a god awful program. But I've got I've got another one that might go on that might you know you know I don't know I feel like who's that. What's that crazy man called who goes on American as his, his American kind of internet show where he says, you know, all, everything's a conspiracy theory and all that? Oh, um, uh, uh, Alex. Uh, yeah, Alex something. Not right. No. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the rest Alex, of it. Uh, no, I'll get it. Yeah, the, well, him. Yeah, the, the Turn the Frogs gay, that one. Yeah, 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 Turn the Frogs gay, yeah, all that stuff. Um, so I'm still in his gimmick possibly by saying outrageous things just to get you know people to tune in but I'm going to go with after last week of giving Luger some credit and boy did he throw that back at me face but um, <laughs> it was um, I've, I've just thought to myself 
when Hogan's come out to do that interview and he gets on the mic and I know he's a dickhead. I know he's a fucking, you know, he has to be in there. I know he's shite in the ring. But these performances when he's on the mic, they're just so bad and so nonsensical that I now kind of find myself looking forward to it because it's going to give us so much to laugh at, you know what I mean? There's going to be so much comedy there and... That's surely the definition of a ratings builder if I'm looking forward to see what he's going to do next. He's so, got you. He's got you hook, line, um, sinker. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> not, in the, not in the way he wants. No, no. Not, in, not no. in the entire opposite way of the way he wants. But <laughs> yeah, he has. He has. He's, so I'm going to go with Hogan on the mic just just for... It, gives us it a makes show. me laugh. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Totally mm. fair. I don't think I can share that one with you, Jim. <laughs> well, like Yazzie. <laughs> I think I think some some praise towards Booker T as well. I think he outshone everybody yes. in, in the tag match. Yeah, and considering who was in there with Sting, Luger, um, some of his moves effortless. The axe kick, lovely. He was he was somersaulting from the top ropes. Um, so you can definitely see he's going to go on to big things, can't you? Yeah, yeah especially this this early stage. Cut above, you're dead right. Right, well, fairly short builders list and for that episode so I'm going to assume we're probably all fairly aligned but uh, kick us off Jim what was your ratings builder pick for the 22nd of January edition of Monday Nitro I'll go no I'm not I'm not God. going I'm not going hard on the mic I can't I'll go over like oh God thank God for that <laughs> just I can't I can't bring myself God. it's just it's too much no one will take me seriously God. you're dead right Liam same question here um, I'm going to go Brian Pillman very good yeah it's a clean sweep I'm adding Malenko in there because I thoroughly enjoy yeah, seeing enough, him in too but yeah the Malenko-Pillman match was was the, was was a clear clear builder winner for me alright well that was the good but what about the bad let's talk about our ratings killers who wants to go first I mean I'm I, I, I'm always keen to just put Hulk Hogan on, on the killers list so <laughs> <laughs> the, the interview at the very beginning. Oh. Best friends. We've revisited that. <laughs> Back to best friends. Started speaking hypothetically about getting a title shot. Oh. You know, he didn't have to. That didn't have to take place until Macho had actually won the belt. Uh, he could have saved that. Could have put that. You That's know, a good point. You're locker. dead right. You're dead right. Yeah. yeah you're dead right. Um, then he came out like some giddy cheerleader once Savage had, <laughs> had won the belt. Fair play to Savage as well. Savage absolutely has him over here when he was just <laughs> don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass yourself like that. Fantastic. Yeah, um, but then like they start, they start, it was like they were kind of like egging each other on. Like one would shout and then the other one would shout louder, <laughs> and someone would make a, a really stupid comment and then the next comment would be even worse. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to include Savage as well, even though he did he did you know give that. Fantastic quote, what I've just mentioned there. I think that last promo that we finished the show on, where they're just shouting about Caesar's Palace and Kevin yeah. Green. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, they've already, kind of, already done the segment. You're right. Yeah, all that, yeah exactly. But why are they repackaging it? Yeah. All that kind of nonsense. Uh, so, so both, I think both should be on the uh, the killers list. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> well, I had another one that, I, again, when I, I was obviously left with just this awful taste in my mouth of, with, of just like Hogan shit. Just, just a Hogan shit sandwich was basically what this, this episode was, right? So obviously that was that left an impression. But then when it came back to, to making me notes and thinking thinking long, long and hard about me, me ratings killers, the other one that leapt out on second thought was Sting being booked as an absolute idiot. Like, he really is now <laughs> Sting nice but dim. And it's just getting really irritating, right? 
coins all over the deck and a partner with a punch out for underhandedness and he's just like sounds like he did well in there Lex like you know told you we didn't need Jimmy Hart like Jimmy Hart by the way who didn't exactly arrive at ringside in camo right but no one's seen him he's got a four foot mural of his own face on his back he could pick him out a mile away Sting's not and seen him and a megaphone the ref's not seen him like he yeah. literally stand 500 yards away ask Jimmy Hart that I can see because he's got a large face on his back I can see him at distance no one spotted it it makes Sting look like an absolute moron I, what are they doing and just, he's just gone so uber baby faces it's just to be just to be awful I'm, it's, it's getting on me wick now every every fucking week whether he's surprised by his pyro or he's you know teaching himself geography with different flags on his get up each week or he's just a moron not seeing the obvious it's, oh, it's just oh, it's really getting on me nerves fair enough fair point yeah I mean I haven't even considered it from Sting's perspective. There's just so much to um to, to kind of to, to pin down really for the killers for this this episode, I thought. It was just, you know, getting it down to one or two was hard. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I've I've gone I've gone all the all the fuck ups is my main one. So the <laughs> the, the ringing at the bell ahead of time in, in the title match. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the hot tag times two in the tag title match, obviously <laughs> fucking Sting made a right dog dinner of that, didn't he? And then yeah. the fact that I don't know go on, I'll, I'll go with this is me. This is me. More, the biggest one of the killers I've got. I, I'm, I think there's eight. I've got eight written down. I'm not going to go through them all, but <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to leave it here. It's just the fact that they had a world title change on the show, which is you know pretty significant. Just giving a world title change away for free is God, pretty huge. Pretty significant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then to have yeah. it play a second fiddle oh. to a Hogan squash match to the Wong Man Gang. I've not even mentioned that the fact yeah. that it was a non-title match in the main event. Yeah, and then the press slam, the press slam oh, thing man. he did, man. when God he boxed hands. that up, I'd, I'd forgot, I'd even forgotten that. Yeah, well, just just Hogan demanding that he gets to jump the queue. Like you've had the title for fucking ages, mate, and you haven't done anything for ages apart from you know coming and fend off the Dungeon of Doom. You're not the number one contender, and I, I was as we were saying last week, like with him, you know, piercing men with a spike. Like, what kind of behaviour is this to be like? Eat your vitamins yeah. and say your prayers and just jump to the front of the queue through nepotism. Yeah, was, all was... the Hulkamaniacs love a bit of nepotism. Let us in, macho. Go on, let us in. Let us have a shot. <laughs> like, will you fuck off? I mean, well, he, he was, he was the, the eye gouges was, oh, the uh, eye gouges. was out as well. To, the, this dead week. right. Oh, very, very heel-like. Yeah, and he can't turn quickly enough, as I think I've said before. But dearie me, this is just getting so old. One more as well before we before we decide here, we've got to mention that Luger uh, botch at the end with the coins oh because to stand there with your hand behind your back, you know, trying not to look conspicuous, and then to go in, hit someone in the face, and then just drop the coins all over them so the referee turn into, can just turn it to Sonic when he gets hit. He's, he's just coins everywhere. <laughs> you can't trust the guy. You cannot trust the guys to do anything. Oh, I feel I've never felt so let down after that. after I went on the records. I'm on tape now. It's out there. Raising him last week. I can't take that back. No, that's, that's, that's One, out maybe two people have heard that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and does this. Oh, awful. Yeah. Completely agree. Right, let's uh, let's let's put us all out of our misery. Uh, I'll go first with me killer pick. It's obviously Hogan. <laughs> that's has to be. Liam, yeah. what's uh, your uh, ratings killer? Decision. Yeah, the, just just the the mess that is as Hulk Hogan on this program. <laughs> well, uh, he's he's there for two weeks in a row for me. And you've got to mention Savage as well. I think he dropped yeah. down to his level as well this yeah. week. Yeah, you're right. He's being he's been but ultimately Hulk Hogan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jim, is it a clean sweep? 
just just for the sake of differentiating, I'll go. I'll go with the thing I said about the world title change being given away. Fair, but yeah, but playing second fiddle, of course, to, to, yeah, to Hulk Hogan. So it's a it's a it's a linked, almost clean sweep. But yeah, what a what a shower of shit this was this week. Terrible. So that was Nitro, but what about Raw? Over to the Raw rundown to find out. Well, she's back at the pool table, folks. That's right, Sonny kicks us off by suggestively blowing chalk off her cue. Not a euphemism. And she's still not finished this game she's been playing seemingly against herself. But she does at least sink one in the corner pocket that was positioned to make it unmissable. And she sees that shot she put away. It was uh, a... <laughs> Roddy O'Sullivan-esque, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> certainly was and she's here to tell us that Raw contains action of a graphic nature once more this is followed by a rumble recap package that makes the whole thing seem a lot more entertaining than the PPV actually was as it only focuses on the Taker Bret Hart Diesel incident with 90s movie trailer music and slow crossfades over select highlights well done the WWF production guys and gals wish I'd just watched this instead and Can I just jump in here again, sorry, uh, just, just to, to praise the recap a little further, the importance of the recap. I know I know, we have um, mocked them in the past, the, the extensive use of recaps on, on Raw. Yes, but and rightly so. I realised I was much more annoyed about on Nitro when the, the one-man gang come out with the US title, having not seen him win it or <laughs> get any prior information about him. He's, just, he's the one-man gang carrying a belt that we haven't seen. Yeah. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know where you stand on these You're big so recaps. Right. And we are live the night after the Royal Rumble at the Stockton Civic Auditorium in Stockton on Tees. Sorry, Stockton, California, where Vince is genuinely incomprehensible. He's still stuck in full gravel setting. When he calms down a bit, he tells us that we're in for a treat tonight, and for once I believe him. We've got title versus title, though not for the title, as world heavyweight champ Bret the Hitman Hart is going toe-to-toe with the newly crowned IC champ Goldust. And we've also got Hunter Hearst Helmsley taking on the bad guy Razor Ramon. We get underway, though, with Savio Vega, who's going up the Jim Cornette-managed Vader. This was brilliant. This was super brilliant. Start finish. Fantastically superbly well put together television. C- completely agree. I just wanted to get that. I wanted to get that in very early because I, I thought this was yeah genuinely very good. I, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Corny interrupts Vega's music, as Jim says very slickly, to deliver a cracking promo to introduce the big guy. And out he comes, looking fully twice the girth of the not exactly slight Vega. What follows is essentially a squash match as Vader basically mauls Vega, save for a few spirited but short-lived and essentially fruitless comebacks from the Puerto Rican, but it's fucking good. And it all ends with Cornet's monster delivering a Vader bomb, which is like an inverted splash from the second rope, and that gets the big man the win. 
That's not enough for Vader, though. And after the match, he delivers a body slam, that's how you do it, Hulk, and an additional Vader bomb to Vega as Cornet traps the ref in the corner. Brilliant. And then Vader turns his attention on the ref. Other officials come out as Vince protests, and Vader's rampage continues, delivering a massive powerbomb to one ref as Corny loses control of his man who won't listen to reason, and it culminates in a face-off between Vader and Gorilla Monsoon, who instructs the ring announcer to tell the arena that Vader's indefinitely suspended. This incenses Vader, who loses it all over again and pushes Cornette even out of the way to get to Monsoon, whom he squares up with before a firm slap on the shoulder of Gorilla causes the interim president to respond with some chops that rock Vader, but it doesn't do for him, and he splashes and elbow drops Monsoon into oblivion before a final Vader bomb. This causes Shawn Michaels and Razor to head out to try and save Monsoon and fend off Vader as we head to a break. A promo then ensues as Vader screams things I can't understand at the camera and then beats up a bin. Next. You <laughs> <laughs> ruined everything here, didn't you, for He <laughs> did. Just leave it there. Such an impressive <laughs> yeah. raw debut. And then they had to put him yeah, on the this mic. this was the worst bit. And then, correct, and then just him absolutely beating the shit out of this bin. <laughs> he just, well, he says, look. didn't he, didn't he say that he refers to Mr. McMahon and then he says, you, Mr... And then, like, I think he forgets who he's referring to, and he just goes, blah! <laughs> and, then just, and then just starts punching the bin in. So Jim Cornet jumps on and goes, well, what he's trying to say. <laughs> what he is. <laughs> Absolutely cracked me up from Cornet. What an absolute hero. Yeah, it was fantastic. Super from Cornet throughout this. Um. <laughs> Next, we get a cracking contest as two of the best to ever do it, Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Razor Ramon, go head-to-head in singles action. It's a, <laughs> it's a great bout, but has a shite finish. The 1-2-3 kid still hasn't had enough of getting his ass kicked by Razor, and now that Goldust moved on to other things, we need, apparently, for this feud to pick back up again. The kid, having earlier cut a picture-in-picture promo with Ted DiBiase calling Razor a crybaby and asking, What do you do with a crybaby? You stick a bottle in its mouth. He holds up a large comedy baby's bottle. We'll be getting the kid shopped to social services. Don't worry, folks. With the match in the balance, we get a run-in from the kid, who does indeed stuff this bottle into Razor's mouth as he's lying on the ring apron. Got to be a Vince idea, this. Causing Razor to get super angry and chase the kid around the ring until he's counted out like a moron. I was expecting some like some milk to fall out the bottle, at least, <laughs> for, for like, comedy value. Oh. But just to put an empty bottle just in his mouth. Yeah, exactly. What an affront. He's got him a baby. <laughs> exactly. And it's not exactly putting the, uh, you know, you're a baby barb to rest by having this mm. really incense Razor to the point where he loses the match just running around in circles. It's like, come on, lads. Awful. Anyway, after this, Razor gets back in the ring and beats up the celebrating Helmsley, but the Blue Blood manages to escape the Razor's edge and sneak off to the back. He calls himself a kid. He's a fully grown man. <laughs> He's going around calling ourselves a baby. Yeah. It's, it's, He's the one doing all the whinging all the time. It's ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? Sounds like a kid. Correct. Vince then explains he's about to present the final episode of Billionaire Ted's Wrestling War Room. Praise be. Praise be. <laughs> Praise be indeed. But he has, for comedic purposes, right? We've got to the last episode and he's now felt the need to clarify this, by the way, is supposed to be funny. The fact that we've you know, added this TNC right at the end, which does make me think either that we're getting sued or indeed he just thinks that they need to clarify. But, you know, as you do with all the best jokes. Anyway, 
Ted says he's tired of stealing every idea from the WWF and he wants one, just one original idea. Uh, and Scheme Gene has one, uh, but makes everyone call his hotline to find out what it is, which they do, but we don't hear what it is and that's it. <laughs> anyway, but bear in mind the important piece of information here, lads. The last episode. No more of this. This we're done with Billionaire Ted's mm, wrestling war room. That's it. Put to bed. Back in the arena, the Raw Band are playing who? <laughs> no explanation, no introduction, just the Raw Band are here playing the new Raw theme that we've not actually had on the last few episodes because we've reverted back to that old 80s one, bizarrely, that I sort of didn't seem to clock, but I have gone back and looked, and yeah, we're back at that one that's basically just lots of snare drum, the 80s one. But this is the new one that they're playing live in the arena with no explanation. Um, and the, <laughs> the really weird thing, though, is that Doc Hendricks gets... Bizarrely, he gets credit for the band from Vince. Love this. Love <laughs> and he's just there, <laughs> standing playing, playing air guitar. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. He's not even making a noise. Vince says, <laughs> go get him, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's, not, he's not doing anything. <laughs> just Absolute, stood there in suit. Absolute insanity. So, so weird. This whole this bit was, I mean, mercifully, it's only five seconds long, but it's really weird. Anyway, Vince is in the ring now. And he could not be more excited about the man he's about to interview, HBK. Um, In this interview, in the ring, after his Rumble win, uh, HBK basically says he told us so. Um, But mercifully, he's interrupted by Jim Cornette, who left Vader punching his bin to come and get Owen Hart a match against Michaels after Michaels says he wants revenge for Hart having put him out of action. Cornette says Owen already has proven his point, so there's nothing here that HBK has that Owen wants except his title shot at WrestleMania. So he puts that on the line, he's got a match. And HBK agrees. Should just have gone to the authorities, got involved for the uh, decent exposure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a few things I hated about this promo, but I'm sure I'll, 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 mention, I'll mention them in the... Uh, They'll pop up later on. In the killer's discussion. Carly was the start of the segment again, though, wasn't he? Oh, again. he saved it. He absolutely saved this segment. Absolutely. He man saved two match. segments. Man of the match performance from, from Carly so far. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this didn't go down well. I hated this. Yeah. <laughs> The earrings on Shawn Michaels, is that anything to do with it? Uh, the, yeah, the, the, the full get-up, it was annoying me. He went oh full stripper. God. It was like 100% stripper. <laughs> it was mirrored, like broken yeah. mirror stuff, yeah. Just Mir- like naughty outfit. <laughs> so we're on to our main event, and it's title versus title in a non-title matchup. It's Bret Hart taking on Goldust, another absolute cracker of a match, this, which goes to and fro for 10 minutes, with Goldust being superbly heelish and Hart doing whatever it takes to win. Goldust tries to flee uh, after taking a bit of a beating for a period, but at the top of the gangway, Razor appears, grabs him, throws him back into Hart's clutches so that he can apply the sharpshooter and get the submission. An in-ring promo with Brett follows as Vince asks him about his match with Taker last night. Hart says that Taker was robbed of a fair crack of the whip thanks to Diesel, and he now wants a cage match with Diesel so that he has no more excuses, and that he's also going to give Taker a rematch. Not sure of the chronology here, whether what's going to happen first and when, but anyway, we're going to get a rematch with Taker, and we're going to get Brett in a steel cage with Diesel, dates TBC, as I understand it. But it was a bit confusing, so at one point I wondered whether Taker was in the cage, or Taker and Diesel were in the cage, and no, Brett, I don't know, but I think I've got it. Yeah, a lot depends, doesn't it, on, uh, like, so Undertaker won't want the rematch. No. If... Brett loses a title to Correct. Diesel in the cage, really. So there's a lot's kind of a 
<laughs> He's got to yeah. win the first match, definitely, for this to... Uh, All kinds of hypotheticals and not a date in sight. I don't know what's really going on, but that's the gist. Anyway, we get... Okay, I don't know if this tickled you as much as it did me. Brett finishes his promo. Vince is going to do his throw <laughs> to the next, to the, you know, to the end, to end the show. And <laughs> Brett just grabs the mic back off him and stares directly into Vince's eyes and says, I'm deadly in a cage. <laughs> which, takes, <laughs> which takes Vince completely by surprise. <laughs> and he goes, well, there you are, folks. <laughs> but it's just a Vince, not us. <laughs> not Diesel, not Vince. <laughs> Oh, Which makes brilliant. me think that these guys have history in a cage where something really bad happened. <laughs> and anyway, and with that, we're out. <laughs> so what did we make a raw this week then, lads? Let's get into our ratings, builders and killers. I'll kick off first with a builder. Triple H versus Razor Ramon. Cracking match. Shape finish aside from two of the very best to do it. Love this. Could have watched this all day. Cracking. Yeah, I mean, I've just got... I went early on it, but yeah, um, the, the opening segment, I've got, I've got it down. I've, I've noted it down as the best thing there's been on Raw since we started. Yeah. The, the yeah. watch through that we've been doing easily. Yeah. I said that last week about the Goldust Racer segments. Yeah. That was, so that was the best segment Raw ever done. The top that, um, you know... In, it was in, just good to see the... Uh... Good to see the crowd awake for once, wouldn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were into it yeah. throughout, weren't they? And it obviously yeah. serves the purpose of getting Vader over as the out-of-control monster and everything else. Oh, so yeah, was... he's a complete monster. It was amazing, yeah. And the fact that he was battering someone who wasn't, you know, John Cristal or, or, or Joe Dorgan was, you know, it kind of heightened <laughs> yeah. it as well. Yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Well, just compare this to, like, the Yeti or the giant in a monster truck. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll take this all day, thanks. This was awesome, you know? From from the Rumble match, Vader put on a decent show when he was in the Rumble match he as did. well, wasn't he? Um, he looked impressive there, so he's he definitely did. followed that up. But I mean, he's genuinely athletic, you know, for a big yeah. man, but genuinely athletic. Yeah, full of ginormous man. Exactly, to be chummed Some of the, some of the shots, though, it like zoomed in on when he was in the corner with Vega and he was just lamp him in the face, like <laughs> yeah. just open fisted, like yeah, it punks looks, in him. It looks like he it does look proper stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, I know. But... He does have a bit of, I think he has a, a bit of a reputation or had a bit of a reputation for that, for being. Um, too stiff, which I think comes in. Yeah, ah, right. Oh, Michael. I think I think so. Anyway, you can definitely see that that coming. Like, I'll mention the the Bret Hart Goldust match as well. Goldust was a builder from the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Again, you're going up another step in terms of uh, who you who you're matching up with in the ring. Bret Hart at the, at the very top, isn't he? And uh, I thought he did. He did pretty well. I mean, that was great. The, the match was interrupted quite a lot with with you know cuts to the break, but. I just love I just love Goldust's promos like before the uh, before the match kicks off. There's another good one of you, yeah. Where he calls Hart the Calgary Cowboy before <laughs> chucking a John Wayne accent on and uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's so the mock. He's just good at stuff like, like yeah, his improv he is. is like up there, isn't it? Um, oh, that's amazing. It's amazing. But yeah, I think he he, he held his own. Um, but before obviously we, we knew what was going to happen. He's Bret Hart gave him a bit of time, didn't he? And then yeah, he uh, he was put to bed. But another decent showing. Yeah, it really was. It makes me wonder, like, when you watch these, because Goldust, we always, we always comment on him, don't we? We always praise him, we always, say, we always enjoy every segment he's involved with, it's always good, it's always interesting. But then you wonder, like, why he just kind of disappears, because yeah, by the time yeah, he didn't become we start watching it, he's, he's yeah. not doing anything anymore, is he? So 
I'd, I'd, I'd mentioned here that we always assault, well, when you watch the attitude here, you're associating with being this comedy character and he's down the card. Exactly. Yeah, mid card comedy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah comedy. He's looking, he's, looking, uh, he's looking pretty good here. So. Oh, I know. He's one of the best things on the show. He's, he's, he's top oh, yeah. five, definitely. Top five, definitely. Easily. So. And he's, he's, and he's every yeah. week, you know, he's so consistent. Like, there's not a. The entertainment value's been there week on week, hasn't it? Completely yeah. agree. So completely. I just wonder why they just they must just cool off on him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just. Strange. Yeah, it is. Well, we'll see. We'll see it. To we'll quote, see it to quote Vince, bizarre. It's bizarre. <laughs> it is indeed <laughs> appropriate. Sorry, appropriate. Well, in on the uh, the theme of things being consistently good, uh, got to have Jim Cornette in there. He's working overtime oh, yeah. here and superb in everything. Yeah. You said it carries segments that would otherwise be dross. Saved, as you said, a couple today, and just and just he's pitch perfect. He, 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 never a missed step with him. He's fucking amazing. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, definitely agree. Right, what we're going to go for then, lads? Who's uh, who wants to pick first of all? Plenty of builders on Raw this week. Liam, kick us off. Who was your Raw builder? I'm going to go for Vader. Uh, chaotic in his his debut performance, but but Raw needs a new draw at yeah. the moment. Uh, and and it, even as a heel, he was getting over the crowd, wasn't he? You know? Completely, yeah, yeah. So that's a good start. I mean, I just feel gutted for the crowd now because he's suspended, so we don't know how long he's going to be out of action for now. So they've had a tiny glimpse just to whet their appetite, and now we, who knows when we'll see again. But very entertaining. After all them weeks of him on his trampoline, yeah. giving up his arrival, turns up, it's brilliant, so he's gone. <laughs> Well, when we tuned into Night Show, like he was, he's still lurking about there, wasn't he? He was trying to he's find the, the necessary documentation at the time. <laughs> yeah, he's still on the Went titles. For yeah, ages. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, stellar stuff on debut. Yeah, he was. Jim, yeah. I'll second yours. that. Yeah, second baby. that. Yeah, the uh, the general, the, the opening segment, superb. Absolutely, yeah. the, the best thing they've done by far. Yeah, fair and enough. I've having already done the best thing I've done by far last week, so they've topped <laughs> that with something even better. So on a roll. It's, it's an encouraging <laughs> pan. It's an encouraging pan. <laughs> It's not quite a clean sweep from us because I'm going to go with Jim Cornette. He, oh, he just, I thought he was, he, he, uh, even by his high standards, was incredible this week. I thought he was brilliant. And I think he did enhance the whole Vader thing. I think Vader was so good, was even better than he would have been because you had Cornette in the corner holding the ref back and then yeah. selling the fact that he's lost control and he can't control him anymore and telling, oh, I just, I think he, I think he made it. But, um, yeah. Fair play to both of them, but yeah, Jim Cornett for me, absolutely incredible. So what about when Vader does them Vader bombs? He did about, he did a lot in that match, didn't he? Yeah. When he's bouncing on that rope, the whole fucking ring is oh, I know. like I bending know. in it. The whole thing is I know. bending. And I've got to say, on that last one on Monsoon, he delivered it very, very softly. Like Monsoon was in yeah, no danger at definitely. all there. He chucked mm. himself way beyond, and the, the you saw it from the first angle. It was like a camera, you know, just in, in sort of looking through the uh, the turnbuckle at him and then they swapped it around because it was a bit more obvious from that angle that he was well light on it and the, the angle from the back they used for the replay yeah. as opposed to what we've seen some other comedy decisions and uh, shows as mentioned earlier where they show it again i.e. the one, two, three kids missed spinning <laughs> heel kick but this one was like yeah fine but I thought thank God for that because I mean <laughs> Monsoon's getting on a bit and I don't think I don't think Vader genuinely landing oh. on him full belt is what he needs <laughs> <laughs> The 36 stone Vader landing on top of him. <laughs> Coming in at 90 mile an hour. Weighs as much as a rope. Nissan Micro landing on top of his chest. <laughs> <laughs> Gorilla Mon soon to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I- I'll go. I'll go and get this out of the way. Um, <laughs> so we, we had another HBK promo, didn't we? And uh, I, dread th- I dread these things. 
I hate it. I hate the fact when Vince is swooning over <laughs> HBK. It's absolutely putrid stuff, isn't it? You know, oh, he's, he's... from the moment he introduced him, his his voice rose to unbelievable limiting <laughs> lengths. He uh, he's HBK is out in his his full stripper gear, isn't he? Pyro was going off. He's referring to Vince as Vin Man. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that he's unbearable, isn't he? He's unbearable. Vin I Man. Vin Man. <laughs> Can't deal with that. And then. I, I hate the I hate the fact that he keeps going back to this. I mean, I shouldn't get this angry about things like this. <laughs> but you know, this whole Syracuse the Syracuse guys, I know. So he mentioned these. He called them nine chumps. I mean, I, you wouldn't say that to the face. <laughs> well, he didn't. <laughs> well, the bat didn't. Yeah, the bat yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he he says that he's going to deal with those nine chumps in due course. Well. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Are we going to have proof um, of that, Sean? Is that going to be on Raw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nine on one, Sean. Because the only reason that they batted you for was because they, they, they you know, took you from behind and you weren't expecting it. But obviously, yeah. nine on one in a ring when you are expecting it, you, are, you, you, you let's get it on. That's a paper you are. I pay. I didn't like that. And then the last thing that I didn't like um, was when he was, wait, wait, all the all the own hearts spiel had just finished. Yeah. Um, and he and he gets he gets the mic and he he warns Cornette, doesn't he? That Owen will get what Jim is going to get soon, and then he just throws Cornette over the ropes. So <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, bet Owen's, Owen. I bet Owen sat there shaking in his boots that he should be chucked over the top rope. Right? <laughs> it happened to him last night in the Rumble. Do you know, I, yeah, exactly. I, I, he definitely got a head concussion, hasn't he? If he's if he's thinking that this is this is what's going to happen in he's in the Owen match. I was I was the sat there thinking. I possibly do. Yeah, I was sat there thinking if he delivers a, a sweet chin music here, like great, yeah. you know, leaves it in a nice place. No, I'm just gonna chuck Cornet. Throw him away. Ring. And he's put his he's put his title match at WrestleMania on the line to yeah. to throw Rowan over a rope. Idiot. <laughs> he didn't show him his dick. <laughs> yes. well, exactly. But yeah, I, that that was uh, the, the HBK promo was 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 another terrible segment, wasn't it? Yeah, it really, really was. It really was. Uh, speaking of which, uh, the one, two, three kid in his big bottle. Um, yeah. Doing everything he can to appear mature, this lad, you know. Shite <laughs> idea, this. And plus, we've had this fucking feud a million times over. Can we move on, please? You know, honestly, the whole thing. It's like, ah. Oh. And I know, yeah, I, I think once honestly, it gets amazing in the ring, and we're not seeing any of it. We just we went pissing about with a bottle. Get him in the ring, stop him talking, <laughs> get the fucking props away from him, and give him a different opponent, please. How long do you think it'll be before the uh, the mention the uh, the one two three kid Razor Ramon match from like two years prior? Oh yeah, oh, when he beats him, yeah, yeah. 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 it's coming. When he was eight, when he's eight years old, he beat <laughs> yeah. Razor. Right, that's that's you know, that's hell. coming up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was the same from me. I've 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 wrote down um, say before the match even started, I've made it my notes. I'm, I had a bad feeling the kid was going to be involved again, and, and so he was. It was just, it's just, it doesn't need to be dragging on this much. Yeah, it certainly doesn't. It certainly doesn't. Um, speaking of which, another link segues all round in my killers. Billionaire Ted's wrestling roll room. I mean, it gets l- less funny by the week. The bloke's voice is making me teeth grind. And what I didn't <laughs> mention earlier is that we get a fucking promo for next week that says we're going to have a, a news conference live. From billionaire fucking said he's back in person. I don't want him live. He's bad enough on these fucking recording wow. things. I've had a compilation last night. I've had this shit today. I'm f- come on. I mean, they must have clearly yeah. paid some money for this actor, and they're getting exactly what they paid for out of him. But fucking hell, it's painful. Please stop this. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best thing about the, the, like this billionaire Ted's uh, wrestling war room has been your impression the other week, Steve. <laughs> of, of the natural man that's the only good thing <laughs> 
it's the only, it's the only good that thing says I've it all, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you did a, a stellar job there, but. Do you know what I mean? These these lot are going out and paying actors to, to, to come up with this stuff. Oh, it's and, bad, uh, isn't it? It's so yeah, bad. It's, it's, dire. it's dire. And it's it's not so bad that it's funny. It's just it's tired. No, it's just bad. It's, just it's bad. annoying now, isn't it? It's just bad. It's just straight up bad. Right, then what we're going <laughs> for with that we're plenty to choose from, but uh, not as egregious by any stretch of the imagination as Nitro. What are we going for for our raw killer picks? Jim, kick us off. What's uh, what's getting the nod from you this week? It's the kid from me, the kid and raise a few that will never die. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. Liam, same to you. Oh, HBK promo. Easy. Fair. Deciding vote then, and I'm going for one. It's it's the one, two, three kids big bottle for me. No, just just stop it. <laughs> Well, with all of that in mind, let's see which show we thought should have gone over this week. Liam, which show do you think deserved the win? Um, Jim pulls this up every week that we we can't call this at all, can we? But uh, <laughs> you can't you can't have watched Nitro and um, and be pleased with what they served up with all the mistakes and errors and there was so much. Com- I mean, there was great for us to talk about. There's so much comedy value for us to talk about, but. For a, for a for a wrestling program, you know, that it was it was shambolic. It was all over the place. So it was it was a raw yeah. raw victory for me this week. Totally fair, Jim. Assume the same. Yeah, same for me. Night Raw stunk worse than hundred litres of bull rush professional farmyard <laughs> manure <laughs> on a hot day with the sun beating down on it. <laughs> Just ask my neighbours. <laughs> and all the Horrendous. foxes. <laughs> <laughs> Spawn. It's a clean sweep from me. Yeah, Raw, Miles, but I genuinely enjoyed Raw this week. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to add, I thought Raw was genuinely very good. Um, and there's some, there's some interesting programmes germinated. I don't know how you could watch the two and think, I'm going to tune into Night Raw next week. You would be an idiot. You'd be an idiot. we think but what did the American public think in 1996 over to the golden envelope to reveal the Nielsen ratings raw 2.9 that's formidable surely surely won it nitro (laughs) 2.7 finally justice has been done at last. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Finally. Which means that Raw's back in the lead. They go ahead 9-8 on the Monday Night Scoreboard. So that's it for this episode of the Monday Night Scores Season 2. Next time out, we've got an Attitude Era legend debuting. We've got the shock return of another legend to replace the now injured Gorilla Monsoon as interim president. And... Everyone's favourite lawyer, Clarence Mason, is back in in-room action. Will it all live up to the hype? You'll have to tune in next time to find out. 
Right, well, before we head off to start tracking down Gold Dust Directors' chairs on eBay, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We're at TMN Scores. That's at TMN Scores. Well, all that's left to say is goodbye. So thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, this has been the Monday Night Scores. Night Ross stunk worse than a hundred litres of uh, (laughs) (laughs) professional manure. (laughs) I had it and forgot the fucking make. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck my line. I've messed my line. I like it. Well, we can act. If you can figure it out, we can act. You know it's coming now. You know, it's all right. It's all right. We can act. Spoiled it. Yeah. I've got the make now. I've got to deliver it.